The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical, paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Beducated.com, a platform where you can take first-class online trainings ranging from penis massage to female orgasm. Use the promo code MANHORE to get 20% off any of their courses at beducated.com. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manhor Podcast. Shout out to the Clam Bumpers, the Girth Warriors, the Cooter Shooters, and the Bromosexuals. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Girth Warriors, that was like my favorite one that I found on Urban Thesaurus. Hey everybody, how you doing? This week on the pod, I have got on fellow stand-up comedian Gordon Baker Bone. We're talking about love, we're talking about relationships, and we're talking about what we've learned about porn. Uh, in a little bit. Can't wait to share them with you. Uh, you know, folks, I had an accomplishment over the weekend that if you follow me on social media, you probably already know about. Oh, I landed a pay pig, everybody. Oh, yeah. Got me a pay pig, that sweet, sweet fin dummy money. Oh, it was great. So unexpected. All I did was tweet with the hashtag Cashmaster like earlier that day. Several dudes slid into my DMs on Twitter to be all like, I, I wanna I want you to drain my wallet. One of them was serious. Uh he he before he even DM'd me, he sent me $25 on Cash App. Alright, alright. Got my attention. And we're going back and forth a little bit in the DMs. Uh and then and then he's like, should I send you more? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you should send me more. And he sent me 50 more dollars. I'm like, oh man, Th- that was easy. And now he's he's giving me $75. Like I should give him some for his money. And this dude, he wanted to be, uh, you know, demeaned. He wanted to be gay bashed a little bit. He wanted to feel kind of pathetic and weak for wanting to give a, a, a hot straight guy on Twitter all of his money. So I'm, I'm doing it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm calling him the, you know, the word thing. Uh, and you know, I'm calling him pathetic and I'm telling him I would, I, that would never even bother with him. I, I told him that like, you know, my Patreon people pay way less money to see me naked and he'd have to pay an absurd amount of money to see me naked. Cause he's such a fucking loser, you little piggy loser. And I went through a lot of this stuff and then I started to realize like, wow, I'm like, you know, outside of like, you know, calling him a faggot. It's like I I was running out of gay bashing terminology. I was like, I'm not good at this. I got to I need to go on Reddit and like research like what what, what are the nasty things people say to gay dudes these days? I'm out of touch. Somebody I, I need to learn new new slurs or something. So we're going through. I'm getting to know like his boundaries. Mostly he just wants to be drained. He wants to be pushed. He wants to be demeaned. I learned some things about like what his failed cash masters went through, namely that they would ask for too much money too early, uh, that they wouldn't be nasty and mean enough, 
they were unresponsive. And hey, I'm glued to my phone. Anyone who's tried to contact me on any social media platform knows like, yeah, you get a pretty instant message. I'm kind of lonely sometimes. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. I think I might have this new sweet gig. I even tell them, hey, as my pay pig, if you don't bore me in the next 10 days, you will get the privilege. Remember, for him, it's a privilege. I'm thinking, oh, I'm getting taken care of, but I got I to gotta sell it to him. I got to be like, oh, you will get the privilege of choosing one of these monthly bills of mine to take on. And I'm not going to tell you how much any of them are. But starting March 1st, you're going to have to send me that. And that's just to be able to talk to me and to send me money. Like, if you want to send me $50 randomly, you have to take care of one of these bills, that type of thing. And I'm sending him, like, my car payment, um, my Planet Fitness membership, my utility bill, my rent, uh, you know, stuff like that. You know, and, and he can pick one. He even instantly said, he's like, I want to take care of your car payment, master. I'm like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Take care of my car payment, you filthy little piggy. Of course, I didn't say that. I had to, I had to like keep myself calm, cool, and collect. I'm like, I mean, like maybe, you know, if, if you don't bore me in the next 10 days, if you can, I don't know, somehow keep me interested for the next 10 days, yeah, I'll let you pay for my car. Oh, <laughs> the control. By the way, this entire time I'm in a bathtub reading um, the, the, the fourth Elizabeth Salander novel. They call it the Millennium Series, but we all know it's a Elizabeth Salander novel. Mikhail Blankfist is really a, pro- a protagonist just to show us what's happening. Lizbeth's who we showed up to see, but that's besides the point. So this dude is like, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't believe I'm asking this, but can I, sir, can I, can I send you more? Money? Could could I send you seventy five dollars? Remember, he's already given me seventy five, and I thought, ooh. I said, I think you can send me more, and he says, Oh gosh, oh my, one hundred and twenty five. Make it a a clean two hundred dollars for the night. And I said, And now you've made me a happy man. He sends the hundred twenty five. I scream and yell in the bathtub. Just waving my feet in the air, be like, yes, I fucking did it. I did it. And I told him, okay, now I'm going to go back to enjoying my bath and you're going to leave me alone for tonight and then we will talk soon. And he was so thrilled. He was like, thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I'm so hard right now. I was like, right, I guess you, I've got, I guess you got a pathetic little dick to take care of, but I'm going to enjoy my bath and my new money. And everything's fine. Now, before you start thinking about canceling your Patreon pledge because you think, oh, Billy's taken care of, eh, you know, I woke up the next morning and he, uh, he had blocked me uh, on social media and uh, on Venmo and Cash App <laughs> because, and I, I, I'm proud of this, and I checked with some fellow FinDoms, I, you know, I hit up Mistress Harley, the at tech dom, who you've heard on this show. And uh, she said that this was common. He blocked me on all things because the dude realized that if he didn't block me, at least for a little bit, he would just give me all of his money. Because I was so good at making him feel like a pathetic little fucking piece of shit loser, a worthless waste of life whose only purpose, his sole purpose in this world is to just give me his money that he works hard for. He realized, oh, I would just give this guy everything tomorrow. I got to block him. So so part of me was flattered. I was like, yeah, I did a good job. And there's another part of me is like, I don't know. I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back. We'll see. 
Um, what, what's up, loser? If you're listening, you better get back here by the first because my car needs to be paid for. And you know you want to pay for it. <laughs> oh, things are fun and cool, everybody. Uh, so that was just a little something I wanted to share with y'all. Uh, I also want to share with y'all some show dates, people. Show dates. Nothing new here if you, you're not skipping the intro every week, okay? Today, Wednesday, uh, as you're hearing this, hopefully, February 26th, I'm at the People's Improv Theater uh, on the 6 p.m. show. It's a free show. Uh, it's a mixture of stand-up and improv. I'm not doing improv. I'm doing stand-up. Uh, but you can come down and see that if you want. And then Grand Rapids, Michigan, I'm performing at Laugh Fest. Um, I'm, I'm dumb. Uh, so I said the name of the wrong place uh march 10th is at creston brewery and then march 12th is still at dr grins both of those are 9 p.m shows they're both free uh laugh fest showcases so i encourage you all to go to laughfest.org uh check that out get your pass if you want to go see some of the the really big time stand-ups who are going to be there like maria bamford and shit uh and then you know come check me out one of the free shows cool 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 yeah. I uh, by the way, you know, it, this is one of the last things I have to say about that road trip I went and did. I want to give a few quick thank yous to all the fabulous people who uh gave me a place to stay all over this fun country. It was a really cool experience to know that like I could just kind of put out on Instagram and Twitter and be like, "Hey, I'm going to be vaguely in this area. Who's within 3 hours of that and has like a spare bedroom or a couch for me?" I'm I'm big on couches. People apologize for for couch, it's like I'm sorry, I only have a I only have a futon. I was like, you don't understand. I love a good give me a good couch, and I'm a happy boy. Uh, but I want to say thank you to Jesse Sage in Pittsburgh. You know her from her bonus episode a few weeks back. She also does the Peep Show podcast. Thanks, Jesse. Uh, shout out to Tiffany in Indianapolis, Amanda in Columbia, Missouri, um, Matt Slayer. And Kate Kennedy in Los Angeles, Matt Slayer. You've uh, you've heard him on the podcast. He did cast that porn recently. He has his own podcast. It's called "And Now We Drink," which I was on last week. Uh, he 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 gave me a place to stay. Kate Kennedy, who's a really hot, very funny porn performer in L.A. Thanks for the crash pad. Uh, shout out to the cutie patootie Jay in Northern California. Uh, what's up to Kate in Phoenix? Oh my gosh. Thank you for the water and the blow job. That was very kind of you. It's a nice way to send me off on a 12 hour drive. Uh, shout out to the hookers in Mississippi. I love you both so much. It was great debating, you know, healthcare reform, I guess, <laughs> uh, Taylor Chandler, uh, out in the, the, the Maryland DC area. You'll hear her on the podcast soon. And, uh, of course, Lindsay, Big Daddy, if I can call you that, honey. Uh, you know, thank you for letting me uh, stop by in Sacramento. It's a cool network. I, You know, other com look, other comics at my level don't have, like, fans who were giving them water and places to sleep and shit, you know? So there, I just want to say thanks also for giving me some street cred. In the New York comedy scene, in as much as they're like, yeah, Persita, he's he keeps doing that slut show thing, but I don't know, it, it seems to be working. He's getting titty pictures and couches to sleep on. I don't know. It's you know, I gotta I gotta use Airbnb, but Billy just puts out a tweet. So, I love you all dearly. All right, now it's time to play Cast That Porn, brought to you by HotMovies.com. 
Hotmovies.com, if you don't know by now, is a pay-per-minute porn site where uh, you can buy a chunk of minutes to watch any of the porn that you desire. Uh, It makes it both an ethical and affordable way. Hashtag pay for some of your porn. Something you're going to hear about uh, in my episode this week with guest Gordon Baker Bone. Uh, But to help us play cast that porn this week, I've got on another stand-up comedian, Tracy McClendon, everybody. Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming over to watch porn in my bedroom. Not, <laughs> not weird at all. Not the first time oh <laughs> for <my>. me. <laughs> Gosh, I hope it was of your own free will. Always, always. <laughs> uh. Well, what's the movie that we're going to be watching today? So I chose uh, Stepmom Gets Stuck. Um, I don't know if anybody knows about this uh, genre of porn films, but uh, Stuck is one of my favorites. It's absurdist. Like, it's funny because it's never stuck. Like, if you watch someone get stuck porn, there's so much clearance on any side. Like, I've watched one where a girl was, she opened the window and leaned out, and then the window closed on her, and she's like, I'm stuck. I can't possibly lift this and half pound window off. The yeah, she, she was squirming around, and then she got fucked from the room and from outside. And I was just like, Honestly, the ingenuity of porn porn writers these days. I have a friend who's uh, she's actually on the show recently, Alexis Alert. She did a custom with her friend Eliza, and the custom that the guy wanted was um, they're both like BBW stars, okay. and he wanted one of them to be quote unquote stuck under the bed. Yep, like they're too fat for the bed. Like to be under it, of so he's like, he wanted them one stuck under there and the other one helping him out. They didn't even get naked. It was just Alexis <laughs> trying to get her friend out without I don't know lifting the bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's always truly ridiculous the things that people get stuck under. In you never see a man get stuck. That's my that's, <laughs> that's my issue so far. I'd love I'd love for them to make that step into a man get stuck porn. Yeah, you don't want the women to stop getting stuck. You want men to be stuck. Yeah, too. I like I like equality. Like you know what? I kind of like the movie Jumanji a little bit because he gets stuck in a board game for twenty six years. So yeah, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> what is it about stuck porn that is does it for you? It's so funny. And I love I love a good plot or a bad plot as in in the case of stuck porn. It's like plot. Yeah, I love I love a good meaty like what is this dynamic? Stuck porn never doesn't have plot. Like it doesn't just start she's stuck and someone's fucking her. It's always like she becomes stuck. Yeah. Someone comes in, she asks for help a bargain is struck like there's always something going on with a stuck porn yeah without the plot with stuck porn it's just too many questions for me to be right off. i'm just like absolutely why are you stuck how are you stuck who's this guy helping you out what's the motivation exactly yeah i'm like i'm like how long have you been here like when did this occur like this some- can't be like shazam where it's like yeah parts of it is fun but the whole time i'm like but why <laughs> I don't sure. Why not? Yeah, that can be the answer. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you you said you've done uh, you checked out all the clips from yeah, I, all three clips. So I I clicked the main the main thing, and then I thought it was going to be one story. Yeah. It was fifty two minutes, but then watching it unfold, I was like, this is this could be a whole thing. Okay. Like. It's kind of non-linear the sure. way that I looked at it, like a kind of a Quentin Tarantino film. The first, the first stickage is like actually the second one. Okay. Then we do a flashback. Well, I want to, I want to, I want to find out what your vision was for Stepmom Gets absolutely. Stuck, Volume One from a, who's who's this from? This is from the Erin Electra Studios. Uh, this is starring Erin Electra. 
something like that. Okay, no, this is this is a good place to start. This is um, you know. Oh no! Don't look under the bed. No, she's you're got, gonna get stuck. She's gotta oh. she's gotta get her heels. Oh, up! Damn it! Ugh, I'm stuck. There we go. Oh, no! You can make a drinking game. The amount of time she goes, I'm just I'm stuck. Oh goodness, I'm I'm stuck. <laughs> Also, if she just flattened down and rolled over, she would no longer be stuck. There's no reason to be stuck here. There's literally, she has so much movement available. And her adult son who still lives with her. Okay, so Uh, here's where, (laughs) so it is the same two actors for all these these clips, right? But the issue that I had as I was watching it, he plays different types of sons. Oh, in each in each clip, each son has his own vibe. Like this son is an adult son who like acts like he's twelve. So uh-huh. I'm like, maybe he's developmentally dis- delayed, which you know is actually pretty. Like it, we we need more representation for all groups, right? <laughs> it's like very progressive for porn. Okay, yeah. Like he like he like at one point like plays the bongos on her butt, like that because he's so excited to be having sex with her. Like that's the type of son this one is. Well, so now, so who's playing this first son? So, so I have I have these three sons. So the first son, um, I have Justin Bartha. Okay, because who's just oh, he was he was Doug mm-hmm. in in the Hangover films. If but you he, don't remember Doug, he's the one we lost. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he also, if you watch the film Gili, he plays a developmentally delayed adult that gets kidnapped by uh, Ben Affleck. Oh gosh, and um. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. So I know he has the range. I, I meant get me out first. You are silliest. You're just so silly. You're a silly boy. You silly goose trying to fuck mommy who's stuck, kind of. <laughs> and then she she brings up. So this is an off screen casting, but I just want like she brings up the stepfather a lot. Okay. Like his father, because she's the stepmother. Right, so right. his actual father. And I think Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Like, I just want that gravitas of like. He's not there, out, but there's a photo of him like yeah, on the nightstand. Out there on the wall. You're just like, he's done something wrong to her. And that's why she keeps, <laughs> you know, getting stuck. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's his fault. She keeps getting stuck under the bed. Um, and then who's playing the mom? Okay. So I have, I'm like, maybe I want like a, like a Kate Blanchett or a Tony Collette. Because in my recasting of this we're gonna focus on her face a lot we're gonna get a lot of like her internal i want like a a woman who can really go through all of the, the tony emotions can, tony of, can truly show all the different exactly, shades of being her, stuck yeah. bargaining <laughs> with your son to get unstuck um just going through the stages of grief of being stuck right re- like realizing that now your son is having sex with you to get unstuck and like you know coming to grips with that over because this is so she's stuck. She bargained for him to, to fuck her, to and fuck it, her, and then unstick her. Like that's the deal they struck, right? But also, it becomes like this little tutorial where she's like, "This is how you have sex," and then she also, we missed it earlier, but she like she drops a little hint like, "You can't come in me." So you know what's gonna happen by the end of this clip. He's gonna come in her, and that there's a whole drama of that afterwards where but, she's like, "You had one rule." And then finally acceptance, like right. I'm fucking my su- my 
stepson, quote unquote, which they're always actually just the son. You know, do you know why they actually call, say step in the stuff? So just I feel like it's for the actor's comfort. No. no? It is purely credit card processors telling them that we won't process your credit card payments. Ah, uh, for you incest off- specifically? Because they're considering that obscenity, and their lawyers told them that outdated obscenity laws could technically make them liable for federal prosecution. So lawyers are the reason we can't have good old normal incest porn. Like, like Taboo used to make it. Yeah, yeah like Kay Parker? Kay Parker. Are we in the... I'm sorry, I, Taboo 2 is one of the best films of all... It's, it's the sequel. It's a I sequel. like how you're like, it's not just the best part. It's one of the best films of all time. It's a sequel that surpasses the original. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I believe the Taboo series is available at hotmovies.com. I'm just saying, everybody. <laughs> um, how does how does she finally get unstuck? So, so he just... He comes inside of her. I also love how brown her asshole is. You don't see that (laughs) nowadays in porn. Literally, it's the one black privilege that I have is I don't have to bleach my anus because I'm brown. Right. So the fact that like I see this white woman out here just struggling with her such such a dark anus, I'm like, whoa, this is great for me. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I was like, as soon as I saw how brown her asshole was, I was like, I'm watching this for Black History Month at the very <laughs> least. Like, it's important. Oh, you are in so much trouble. So with much. <sighs> that was the one stipulation of fucking my proceedings. Stipulation. One thing. You also have to get me unstuck. That's two things. Just two things. <laughs> so, is he gonna? Yeah, he just he lifts the bed that didn't need to be lifted at all. <laughs> the bed that didn't need to be lifted. He lifted it like barely a centimeter. But <laughs> look at her. She's unstuck, but she has been coming. So now. Oh, no. That's that's for the sequel to deal with. Um, we are stuck with this baby. That's <laughs> that's the follow up movie. I'm stuck in this loveless marriage. Um, you know, that's probably part of it. She's yeah. she's stuck physically but also metaphorically oh yeah like (laughs) she's stuck with jeremy irons (laughs) the bed is jeremy irons and it has her stuck in a place she no longer wants to be okay so i like i said this is quentin tarantino-esque this this clip is more realistic she's wearing clothes i don't know why but i like her ass in these pants it looks great so well for some reason uh vertical stripes everybody what's 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 she gonna get i don't even see what she would get stuck in oh you're the lattice work of this table because it's a very fancy like uh it's a nice little like it's like a patio table yeah, it's a patio F- florida like table it has a lot of like vineage and oh. things oh Shoot. I am stuck. <laughs> how are you stuck <laughs> every, no, lady no you're not every, she's she's stuck by one wrist on a chair with her ass completely in the air and literally if she just pushed the chair over She's this. This is worse than the first but, bed. Yeah, no, no, no. I could. I can see. I see it in like in between the rods yeah. of the thing. At least that's more realistic to me. That one could. No, this one. This one. Her. Her hand is probably stuck. Like, yeah. That. I could see that. So in my in my vision, it's three different stepsons. Because each each of the sons have their own personality. So she's calling over the son, right. and what's the son like in this one? So this son is more like dark and brooding he's a little bit more wily they have a bad relationship she's begging she's desperate i've got something that you would like 
you could have like no no chores this week. Oh, she she starts she starts, starts real low. low, real low. She starts real. This is why I think. It's that, like, mom, I've already been not doing my chores. That's exactly <laughs> what he says. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um. And she, who's playing the second son? Who's playing this uh, dark, brooding, manipulative? So I, I haven't, I don't know, because I have a lot of people who like they're too old for the role now. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want like a real, a real shit, a shitty guy okay. to play this. I mean, I just, I ended up being like Zac Efron because, <laughs> but that was purely, purely selfish reasons. But right. <laughs> um, he could, he played, he played. Uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah, he played Ted Bundy. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you know. Let's give let's give Zach a shot to like you know really stretch out his you know be the be this cruel your pathetic stepmom type of guy. You know what I mean? He just eventually pulls apart the the table legs after he after, gets what he after wants. he gets what he wants. But he doesn't come inside of her. He comes. Yeah, there we go. He see that's why he's a different guy. You know, yeah. you gotta cast somebody different because. So this one, she's don't just... get stuck in the fire. Right now, she's like stretching outside of the fireplace, and I don't want it to end up being the fireplace. And so I, she's definitely getting stuck in the fire. Where, where, what do you think is going to oh, happen? This, anything but the fireplace. She's also wearing a dress that she's just pulled up for no reason. easier access of the <laughs> fireplace. I, you know how you pull your hike up your skirt to get into a fireplace. Anytime I bend over into a precarious situation, I always pull my pants down first, just yeah, in case someone's just, taking just advantage. in case, like you need to be stuck. <laughs> so, so this I feel like is the culmination of the other two sons that she's stuck uh-huh. fucked. I guess you stuck can call fucked. it stuck fucked. I love that. Um. But I don't even see how she's pretending to be stuck here. She says her she's literally her just... hair is caught in one of the bricks. Okay. Which no. Also, which which is more uncomfortable, getting fucked by your stepson, <laughs> or just like just tugging at your hair a little harder? Well, here's here's what I say about this one. This is this clip. I feel like it's the culmination because I think this is the stepson she's always wanted to fuck. Yeah. Because he doesn't even believe that she's that stuck. He's like, he's like, did you just get stuck so that I could have take advantage of you? She doesn't deny it. Like, he's just like, this is weird. But then they have, but then they have like the best sex because they have like this connection. I think they've always wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. The sons may be skeptical. Like, look, first time you're stuck happens to everybody. Second time, maybe you got bad luck. Third time, mom, are you trying to fuck me more? And she is like, yeah, basically. I'm in a compromised position here, so I'm willing to give a little to get a little. I mean, you're giving a lot. No, she Let's see, instead of the bargaining that with the first two sons, she's like, No, I'm going to have sex with you. But she starts there. I also don't know why it can't just be like, get me unstuck and then let's have way more comfortable sex. Why is the order of events this? I think I think so that you can have like plausible deniability. Yo, but the plausible deniability would then be I'm stuck and he fucked me against my will. Yeah, I think if Jeremy Irons comes home, she wants to be able to go, I was stuck. And he raped me. What was I supposed to do? All three times my dumbass got <laughs> stuck. I know I kept offering it, but like that was the only way to get unstuck. Um, but then then now I feel bad for the son. Now I want to yell at him the whole movie. Be like, don't go in there. <laughs> Don't go in there. She's saying you up. No, he, def- he definitely was like. She's going to be one of those 5% of cases. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely he definitely is like. He he immediately was like, I feel like you did this because you wanted me <laughs> to have sex with you. And she just doesn't even say no. 
Oh yeah. So so this son I would cast Justin Long. I just love him. I could understand why someone would pretend like go through the hoops to get stuck to get Justin Long to bang them in a fireplace. Like we've all been there, right ladies? Um <laughs> But anyway, this is the, so these are all of my that's my casting for if we're taking this seriously. But I have a second cast. Oh my. Because of how absurd this is. Like you haven't heard any of her orgasm sounds. They're hilarious. Oh. Oh god. <laughs> Oh, your cock feels so much better than your dad's. Bringing oh, up Jeremy Irons. Just fuck me, fuck me, little boy. Oh, yeah, she's like at right. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. Oh, just. She has quite the range of movement for being stuck. Oh no, she's definitely being ridiculous. Oh god. was literally one of the most ridiculous fake orgasms i've ever heard in my entire life the absurdism of it so i have a so i have a muppet cast i have a muppet Muppet cast cast. yeah because okay so i have a bunch of great actors in the first one but then i have if we're really gonna lean into what we just heard (laughs) yeah like i I have no idea what that was but so obviously miss piggy one of the only female Muppets. So what am I going to do? Janice. Right. Janice is too laid back for that. Miss Piggy. Could... And Janice, you know, bleaches her asshole. <laughs> she sure does. I feel like Miss Piggy can bring the sort of, I'm stuck. Hiya. Like energy that we need. Uh, <laughs> She's also crafty enough that she would pretend to be stuck to course. get someone the fucker. Yes. So the first son, Fozzie Bear. Okay. <laughs> waka waka. I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll hope. All right. I feel like I feel like he Fozzie Bear is definitely the one to accidentally um come in a, a person that he agreed not to and then go waka waka as the as the accident happened. The second son would be Sam the Eagle. Yeah, he's got he's got an attitude issue. I feel like he'd be judging her the whole time for being stuck. For the third son, I think I think we all want it to culminate with Kermit, right? We want Kermit the Frog to get in there. That's the son she's not even trying to trick anymore. She's like, I'm basically in this fireplace. It's like also, how 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 much more clearer can I make it that I want you to fuck me? Exactly. Kermit. I've been spending decades trying <laughs> to to show you. And now I've stuck myself in this fireplace for this final Roll of the dice. Like, if you're not going to take my pig pussy now, I don't know when you are. <laughs> also, it's it's sweet. The last son, after he unsticks her from the fireplace after they're done having their sex, he gives her a real sweet hug. And I just like, you know, he's the sweetest of this. I feel like Kermit would be that Muppet to just be like, you were stuck in the you were stuck in the fireplace. And now you're stuck in my heart. You know, like <laughs> I just feel like I feel like. I don't know which of the two movies I want to see more. Definitely the Muppets. Let's let's be real, right? Yeah. Also, uh, HotMovies.com could use more Muppet porn uh, in their catalog. <laughs> um, Tracy, thank you for playing Cast That Porn Thanks with us. Thanks for having me. Where can they go uh, follow you, check out your comedy? Um, I'm at Clearly Genius on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, if you guys are 57. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Fantastic. And uh, folks, HotMovies.com is such a great site where you can find... <laughs> 
clearly a variety of stuck mom <laughs> pornography, as well as other uh, other films for, uh, from your favorite stars, favorite studios, uh, your favorite fetishes, your favorite categories. They got gay porn, bi porn, straight porn, fetish porn, all of the porn. And they're going to give you 20 extra minutes on top of any package you sign up for when you use promo code manwhore at hotmovies.com. Sign for that 20 minute free trial, use promo code manwhore. Boom, you got a 40 minute free trial, and then you can use that 40 minutes to watch. Uh, 40 of the 52 minutes in Stepmom Gets Stuck. I think you can get through all of uh, the the different iterations of Tracy's recasting and see plenty of brown butthole. Uh, (laughs) Tracy, uh, thank you again for coming by. Why don't you go ahead and say uh, so long to everybody. Bye, everyone. Seriously, please go follow Tracy because her and I literally talked for another two hours Without anything recorded, sadly, uh, we you know we had one of those things like a, a genuine conversation. It was just two people talking and not two people making content. Uh, but she's fascinating, super sex positive, uh, very fun. So you know, go follow her on the stuff because uh, you know we we had a great chat. And uh, with that, I want to remind everybody, April 16th again, we're trying to get 600 patrons for our six year anniversary on April 16th. If you need a reminder about it and you can't afford to pledge right now, I get it. Go to the Man Whore Podcast Facebook page, RSVP for the event, and we'll give you some notifications in April when we're closer to it. But I think we can do it. We've already crossed 200 patrons. That was awesome. That happened in the past week. And that's and that's why I'm going to do the Fan Whore Appreciation Moment. Okay. This is the part of the podcast where I have to give shout outs to members of the fan whore community uh, because, you know, y'all are the reason I'm I'm able to do this, you know? Shout out to the uh, to Close Free Valley Couple, which is what they call themselves or he calls himself. You know, it, it, it's Canadian nudism. And, you know, it sounds so cold up there, but I guess y'all seem to manage taking your clothes off in the in the middle of the fucking tundra. Uh, and I'm glad that it, it, you haven't gotten frostbite so that you could still tap your fingers on your phone enough to join up with the fan horse. What's up? Um, shout out to Val Zimmer joining her hubby hubby. He's been a member for years. She's been, uh, we'll call, we'll say participatory and she's joined up. Uh, so cute where I just, I love it when cute people join, which is basically everyone because what am I going to not call people who give me money cute? Come on. But also, Val is such a cutie. Uh, thanks again. Uh, shout out to Anastasia, you know, you know, who's a, a very quick one-time patron. You know, she came, she went, and I hope she at least came once before she departed uh, the champagne room. <laughs> and, uh, and a big thank you to Hal. Uh, sorry, sweetie, that we're not going to be able to cross paths in Michigan. I guess you're just going to have to come out to New York City for Man Con 2020. You can you can join me and the other whoreheads out there. Uh, and you too can become a member for as little as $2. And uh, with that pledge, you will help push us closer and closer to our goal of 600 patrons for six years of podcasting on April 16th. If you've ever thought I've deserved anything, start pinching those quarters together. Get them ready for April. I think we can do it. I think that'd be really cool. And I may even have something very special for y'all if we hit that mark and now for this week's guest gordon baker bone uh gordon's a fellow stand-up comedian here in the new york city area he's very funny of and i linked up with gordon at the avn awards at the adult entertainment expo in las vegas uh back in january last month ever since vegas i've been seeing him post on facebook about like 
how the AVNs changed him, how he looks at porn differently, how he started paying for some of his porn. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Let's get to my conversation with Gordon Baker Bone. Yeah, uh, and, well, by Las Vegas police, uh, they call it impounded, but it's not an impound yet. It's driving me insane. I was uh, getting some drone footage while I was out there, just some B-roll stuff, and um, someone called the cops on me while I was on private property. I wasn't violating any laws at the at the time, so um, they came and they were very upset that when they interviewed me, I wouldn't let them pat me down. So she and they got very upset, and uh, we got into a little bit of a back and forth. And now I got what they want to pat you down for. That's my question. Yeah, it's like you have the drone, (laughs) and here's the remote. Here's the. It's not like the remote. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I even said I was like, "Can I bring my drone down before like we start talking? I just want to make sure I get it down safely." And she was like, "Yeah, okay." And then she was like, "Uh, "Do you mind? Do you um uh?" She didn't say recommend. I don't even know the word, but she basically asked, can she pat me down? And I said, no. And that just sent her over the edge. This is the the police police officer? officer. Yeah. And she tried to. Uh, Police officers hate it when they can't pat down black men. They just, (laughs) oh, it's like a pastime. Oh, he got me with that whole constitution thing. Son of a bitch. She was Who told all these black kids about the constitution? We got we we need education reform. Yeah. Less education. Yeah. So she was highly <laughs> upset about that, and then like she she tried to find everything on me, try to get like something to stick, and she couldn't find anything. I read in uh, my manual they carry a lot of illegal marijuana. I know it's legal here, <laughs> yeah, but, but when he not, carries it, it's probably. I'm illegal. trying to make it illegal. <laughs> Help me make this illegal. <laughs> You're not being cooperative. So yeah, all that should happen, and now um. Uh, I got to get all my shit back because it got impounded because they caught me on a technicality uh, that I didn't know about. Uh, I got a brand new drone and I didn't write my registration on the side. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So I had everything else. I had my registration and all that stuff, but I didn't write it on the side of the drone, which if you drone, please write your information on the side of your drone. Uh, keep your card. You don't even have to show your card, but keep your card close by so you can have proof. But yeah, I just thought of an interesting because have they been really using drones with porn yet? Not yet. That's what everyone keeps asking me. You know what? I think there's an interesting like a neighbor. It, it would require some corn. It would probably be too expensive or yeah. you have to have a lot of oh, friends yeah. with houses in the same hood. <laughs> but if you had like six houses that were like all in the same block with yep. sharing backyards and you had drones that were kind of popping down into each backyard Dude. and seeing what the neighbors are doing. That is the most common question that people ask is how... Can I incorporate porn and drone? Uh, it's a lot of voyeur porn is what it is. Right. So it's just like, well, all porn is voyeurism. But um, but the idea yeah. of like going to like each of the different, like in the same thing, like it's popping into different ba- uh, neighbors' backyards and shit. Yeah. I was like, that could be an interesting coordinated oh, shoot. It'd be like an orgy scene, but like uh, the orgy participants separate don't orgy. see yeah, all of separate, them happening. Like yeah. You can see everything. <laughs> you can drop in and check out everything. Yeah, I think we have a good idea going. Well, yeah. well let's start staking out houses. But uh, <laughs> I'm here with a fellow stand-up comedian, Gordon Baker Bone. Hey, everybody. How's it going? 
Yeah, man. Nice to have you on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm happy I could finally be on the show, man. Yeah, well, the first time I asked you was apparently a little too high stakes. Yeah. <laughs> so I asked, uh, I asked Gordon to do the um, the interruption, the comedians heckled by their exes yeah. live show, and uh, he was like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what it was? I was just going through like a big breakup, and uh, some of my exes probably would have been cool, and I'm just like, I nope, don't want to take a chance. I don't want to see any of them right now. So <laughs> For your own emotional yeah, well-being? Yeah, that was all me. That was all me just like, nope, because like the the ex that would want to do it is the ex I don't want to see. Well, the thing, well, the, the interesting thing is that when I, when I book it and I'm, I'm trying to play around with how I book that yeah. show, cause I've done it twice. I did it in Chicago. I did it in okay. New York last year. And I typically would ask the comedian for like three to five names. Okay. And then, cause the idea is they shouldn't know who the ex is okay. until they hear them in the speaker. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes I'd be like, oh, give me some names and I'll find, you know, pick somebody. But I also think there's something to be said if I can just advertise for, have you dated or slept with a comedian? Yeah. Then like that was, I can just contact a con and say like, I have been in touch with an ex of yours. I yeah. can't say who, but they're down to do the show or you. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's pretty fucking <laughs> rough. My, my sense with the show is that I can do it in any city okay. where there's a comedy scene because okay. anywhere where there's comedy, there's there are people who have the been, comic. yeah, there's someone who's been disappointed by the comics. Yeah, in that definitely. Scene. definitely. So, <laughs> well, maybe another time in the future. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, um, wait, what happened with that? Bre- how bad was that breakup? Oh, it was pretty bad. Like, what was, was bad about uh, it? We, we were together for like a very long time, like seven years. And then like when we broke up, she was still trying to be friends while she was with somebody else. And I was just like, this is not what you are trying to make it into. Like, she wanted to be that friend. And she wanted to be like, we can just be friends. Yeah. And I was just like, after seven years, I don't know. We can't no. do that. Well, I couldn't. Maybe she was more capable of it, but not me. And I was just like, I, I got to I gotta split. Yeah. And at least it's not. We can't be friends right now. Exactly. Yeah. That, so, and that is so fair. She didn't like that, though. She was very upset about that. She was like, why not? We've been together seven years. You've been immature. And I'm like, no. I think I'm being pretty reasonable. Because, like, I get it. She wanted it to be a certain way. But I just wasn't there at the time. So You know, there's people who, like, they want breakups to be amicable and i think they think amicable means well we have to be friends it's like yeah. no you can break up amicably and also never fucking talk to each other exactly again. it's hurt it's painful you don't want like i remember the first time i went to a sex party that my ex was at Ooh. like that wasn't fun no because like i'm being reminded of the breakup like it was a bad fucking breakup and i don't want to have that brought back up yeah you know yeah that was a uh, that was a lot of me so i Cause like I've I've been through so many breakups, uh, dated quite a bit of people, uh, but now I'm just like nah. I think she, she's like the one that gets under my skin, and she intentionally tries to do it. But, uh, oh, she gets under your skin because she's trying to, or gets under your skin just because? No, she she tries more, to do stuff okay. to get under my skin. Like still to this day, like we had we spoke once, no twice since we broke up. And I was like years ago, but she still tries stuff and it annoys the fuck out of me. Like what? Um, whether it's Facebook stalking, uh, well, YouTube. Let's, let's, let's define like what's Facebook stalking to you? Um, she, <laughs> she follows me through her boyfriend's page on Facebook. And why don't you just block the boyfriend? I, that's, what I'm, that's what I did. I did that and YouTube Messenger. She messaged me on YouTube Messenger. YouTube has Messenger? Exactly. What? <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me there's YouTube dating. And I'm, I'm, I'm nervous it that by really saying it, be. I'm going to will it into existence. 
Did you watch that video about the cat? Yeah. Uh, so let's date. No, God. <laughs> we both hate cat murder. <laughs> Might as well get together. But yeah, it was um, stuff like that. And like, uh, I try not to entertain anything that she does. Uh, so I try to stay far away from it as possible. Have you not handled the breakup well at certain times? And in the beginning, I think I took it pretty bad. And then I got a lot better about it. And then after that, it was just like, oh, okay, it happened. She's not giving you a space. Giving her space. How, how'd y'all meet seven years ago? Uh, school, when I was uh, going to college and uh, I went to Peru, uh, she w- went on the same trip and we met through that. And that's when we started dating after uh, we went to Peru together. So we went on this like cool ass trip and I meet this person on the top of Machu Picchu and we're like, all right, cool. Let's fucking date. We got this experience together and like we started dating. We had our our issues in the beginning, but like uh at the time I thought it was gonna be like okay and like we make it all the way through it, but it got too rough at times. And then like I was like, fuck this shit. I had to get out of here. I mean, yeah, but that sounds like uh, a lot of empty space in between oh, Machu Picchu and breaking up uh, seven years later. Seven years later. Seven years right. a long time. Also, how have you dated so many people if you guys started dating Oh, uh, you guys uh, have I'm, a lot of breaks or something? We took breaks, yeah. Ah, uh, gotcha. Like, gotcha. breakups. So it's been seven years off and on. Off and on for seven years. What, and, what was the final uh, breaking point? Um, What was the final breaking point? It was her, actually. She was just like, uh, she wanted to split. And I was just like, I thought it was just going to be another, like, breakup or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, But I. Whatever. We'll be back together in a yeah, few weeks. Because she, like, she kept giving hints, like, oh, shit, like, um. What was it? what was she said? She's like, oh, I haven't dated as much as you have, and I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then like she was like, you live more than I have, and like she kept saying that. And I'm just like, all right, like, do you need to date? If you want to go date, just like get get that out of your system. Let's get the get the fuck on with it. Go and, get some dick. Come back. Home. Yeah. So it just it. I guess I wasn't picking up on the clues. Like that was her saying, I need to leave, and um, it ended. And then I I thought we were gonna get back together. Had an engagement ring and everything, and I was oh my like, god, oh, oh yeah, dude, oh you were like ready, yeah. for this, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Like and you were down to even still say, hey, if you need to get some, yeah, you need to go out there and do it. that. Just like, just come home. Wow. So it was just like after a while, I was just like, oh shit, this is this is it. It's over, over. So she, uh, when she was trying to be friends at that point, I couldn't handle it because sure. like I was just like, I was ready to make this huge commitment. And you're like, no, I want a full-fledged relationship with somebody else. And I was like, oh, you didn't want a date. You just didn't want me. So I was just like, all right. Well, that, cool. I mean, those could they could potentially be similar. They could yeah. be like, I need to not date him so I can go date. Like, you know, it sounds like maybe there's some FOMO going yeah. on. Yeah. So I was just like, at that point, I was just like, nah, I can't do yeah. this. And then she was just hitting me up and just like. Does she know you bought a ring? Uh, Yeah, she knew. She knew, like, that's the one thing that did piss me off because she wanted to see the ring. And I was like, I'm not going to pull it out just to show you and then, like, you not put it on and be with me yeah so i'm just like no like see i had the ring for a very long time in my pocket i used to walk around with it because like i didn't know when or where i was gonna like pop the question so i just was like prepared and um yeah it just never happened at that point when did you when did it finally settle in that or how did it feel when you finally settled in that like oh we're not getting back together we went uh she was with her new boyfriend and she asked me to meet up with her and like an idiot i went and I was still like very much in love with her and thought that we could still fix it. And 
we were just walking together and we were holding hands at one point and like she realized she was holding hands with me and she snatched her hand away and i went oh it's this is it that's like for real like you don't want this and i was like oh shit or she or she, i mean it seems like she would she's you know holding hands instinctively yeah. she was holding hands instinctively and then like at a certain point she snatched her hand away i was like oh like for me i just was like nah this is nah this is not for me i can't do this shit so what if she were to come back to you would you take her back no never no is <laughs> ah uh, as much as i was it in sounds love like there, it sounds like there's a possibility of that oh that no she could uh as much as i was in love with her and uh we had our issues and we tried to work it out even as much as i matured over the over the time no wow. i don't yeah it it I learned a lot about myself. I was giving myself way too, giving too much of myself to her mm. than actually taking care of myself. Uh, no, I, I don't think I could ever again. What would you learn about yourself over the course of a relationship? Um, I'm a huge, huge giver. I give uh, way too much of myself. And uh, at the time, back then, I didn't care whether I got it back. Like emotionally, uh, physically, mentally. I would give so much. I would pour so much love into another person that I felt I felt loved by doing so much for this person. You didn't know that about yourself before? Nope, did not. You didn't know you were a loving person? Nope. I like to think we all think. I think we all like to think that we are loving people. Oh, uh, no. I think I was a jerk and I was a like dickhead. Like Hitler probably thought like, Unst, I'm very loving and caring. <laughs> To Ava and the other whites. Like, you know what I mean? It's, nah. Like, I didn't, we all think, I like to think we all think that. Nah. I was like, I used to think I was a shitty boyfriend at all times. And then like, I, I had to go to therapy and like people uh, were telling me, it was like, yo, dude, you give a lot and you don't even realize it. Like, you don't even want it back. You just want to give naturally. And I was just mm -hmm. like, oh, that's what, the way I am. Well, what, what do you think you could have done better in the relationship? Uh, Communicate more and said no a little bit more. Said no to stuff like what? Uh, stuff that I felt uncomfortable with doing, whether it was like sexually or whether it was just uh, like shit I wasn't into because like I found myself going to shitty uh, parties that she would be into. There was a time where she wanted to do like uh, like fucking orgy parties and shit. And oh. she signed, yeah, she signed us up for like uh, orgy, like like <laughs> to be like two couples that fucked and shit. And she was like, she wanted to do that. And I was like, because I, that was one thing. I had a threesome before we got together. And I guess that made her a little bit jealous that I had that experience. And she never. So she wanted. Maybe a sense of inferiority. Like, well, he's done this and I need to now live up to. I think that's yeah. exactly what it was. So she was uh, looking around for stuff like that. And I think that was like one of the funny uh, moments in our relationship. Uh, she signed up for this website. And there was a couple talking to her, and they seemed like they were interested. Uh, and then midway through, she says, I have a boyfriend. And she was like, I don't know if they're really into it or not. And then, like, she sent a picture of me, and they were like, yeah, let's definitely do it. And I was just <laughs> like, and she was like, why all of a sudden? Why are you, why do they really want to do it? And I was like, you're dude. Old, wait, is your, is your ex ugly? Or no, she's not ugly. She was Spanish chick, and, like, I was like. Not that you're ugly, yeah, but, like, I, was I like, don't think that adding your picture changes. Yeah. For, in my head, I was like, you're bringing a black dude to an orgy. So, yeah, there will be game for that. And she was like, oh, I never realized. And then once the couple got really into that idea, it fucking, she went, she got sour on it. Was it a white couple? 
I think so. I don't even know. Okay, gotcha. I you just like I, I was just curious if like if, if that if that weirds you out when people you know nah, fetishize you. Nah. being a black I know dude. people got fetishes. I, I, I totally understand that. You don't mind. You're but, just like so uh, long as you're good at the blowjob, yeah. like fetishize <laughs> away. But like she didn't realize that, and I was just like, yeah, you're kind of helping mm-hmm. something that they got going on, and um. She she was pissed about that, and then she just put the whole kibosh on her situation. Okay. So, yeah. She was a bit why, jealous at times. Why didn't you want to have, like, threesomes or go to orgies with her in general? Oh, I, like, in the beginning, I did, and then after a while, like, I don't know, I got real, I fell in love, and I was just like, fuck this. Like, I want to be with you. You want to be with me? Like, it was a certain point where I never thought I would be in a relationship where I was just like, it'll just be me and you, and just full-on monogamous, and... We got to that point, and a lot of that was her idea also, because I was fully okay with being poly and dating and doing a whole bunch of stuff, but when she got to, when I got together with her, it was like, we have to do everything together. It's just us, and I'm just like, oh, okay. What was the shift? For, do you remember when the shift was when you were like, I'm in love with this woman, and I don't want to see her with other people now? Uh, hmm. When was the big shift? I want to say, like, when... Uh, I got a place and like she was staying with me and we were living together and I was just like, this is it. This yeah. is what a couple is. And like I was trying to help her get work and make sure like just my whole life was making sure that she was okay. Mm-hmm. That's the big shift. Like once you get to that point in a relationship where you're just like, I don't care what other people think. I don't care what happens in life. This is my one. That's where I had the big shift. Before that, it wasn't. Like, the first couple of years, it was just like, yeah, whatever. If we break up, we break up. There's something like like doing the move in and, or some other... There's always... For me, at least, like, there, a part of love for me is obligation and priority, mm-hmm. which makes it sound like I'm saying, like, oh, it's work and no fun. Like, no, no, no. But, like, to me, that's the ultimate love is is prioritizing a person and knowing they prioritize me yep. and, like, feeling a sense of obligation. Like, that is that's, love. That's part of what love is for me. That is 100% what it was because, like, I was willing to cut off whoever she didn't like or if she said she didn't like something, I got rid of it because I was just, like, I can't afford to have her upset. Mm. For mentally, for me, like if she's upset, that corrupts my whole world. So I have to do everything to make Goes sure. Goes back to you thinking I'm the shitty boyfriend yep. that I did a bunch of therapy just to think I'm decent. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm now I'm just like, all right. Well, she says it's bad. It's got to be bad. So, so, so what are you? <laughs> what are you doing now? Now I'm just out here uh, putting everything back together, and I don't know, loving myself more than. Uh, <laughs> I'm learning how to be me again, and uh, it took a while, took a bunch of therapy, but it's now it's back to a point where I'm just like, oh, I'm happy. I don't need to, I don't need someone to fill a void for me. I could do it for myself. Okay, man. So that's uh, that's the big part of me right now. That's the one thing I do like about being single is the fact that I'm learning how to just take care of myself for once and i'm just like this is dope good for you because when i get single like the last thing i do is take care of myself i eat all the things <laughs> it's so important. kind of it's so important to just Ugh. like pamper yourself and just to show yourself a good time because you owe it to yourself the one thing that and uh comedy has helped me learn self-love more than anything else yeah because when i go on the road uh i 
I if it's a casino, I won't go to the casino floor. Uh, I'm not even Ooh, a gambler. I'm not even a gambler, but like I go to I go to the spa. I sit at the spa. I go to the gym. Uh, I get a pedicure, a manicure. Like I take advantage of being a comic at all these luxury resorts, and I just do stuff for me, like a steak dinner for myself. I'll eat alone. I go to the movies by myself, and like I my whole weekend of working is me just pampering myself. Mm. So good for you avoiding the casino floor. I, yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> It's a thrill uh, for some a people. Hard one for me. It's I'm a actually, thrill for some people. It's uh, Vegas is so going to AVN. Yeah, this is an interesting tie-in. Is that uh, I have to remind myself. Uh, I have to look up which casinos in Las Vegas are owned by Harrah's. Yeah. Oh no, not Harris Caesars. Okay. Because I'm not allowed in any Caesars entertainment property. What did you do? I didn't do it. Well, I didn't like do a thing. Okay. Uh, and technically, I can get back in if I just drive to Atlantic City. But, okay. Uh, like back in 2014 or 15, I put myself on the self-exclusion list for one year okay in the state of new jersey at least like you have the option to do a one year for self-imposed bans from gambling in the state you can do a one-year ban you can do a five-year ban and you can do lifetime ban holy shit um and this is when new jersey had legalized online gambling so like i was able to play I was fucking able to play from work like i had a day job at the time so i like be at work and i was living in brooklyn but like i commute to Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey yeah. to work and I could play blackjack online while at work. And, yeah. and it got to be not good. So I just, I gave myself <laughs> like, oh, I need a year off. Yeah. Now that doesn't ban me from all gambling. That's why like I have, I've never even entertained like a lifetime ban. Cause like I live in New York city. I can find action. Like I can yeah. find it. I was an underground poker dealer for four years. I can find a game. Get the hell you out know? of here. Really? Um, I can go lose a bunch of money in union square playing backgammon. Like yeah. you can't really escape it, but whatever. Okay. I was like, so I do that and I forgot about it. Right, because all that did was mean I can't play in casinos in New Jersey. Okay, or so I thought. Uh, so about a year, year and a half ago, mm-hmm. I on a whim, I don't know why. I guess I just had some extra cash at the time, and I got on a bus to. Uh, I knew I can't go to Lang City. Oh yeah. no, uh, I went. No, this I had I forgotten about. It. So I go to Lang City. I get on the bus, kind of last minute, and I get to Bally's. Bally's owned by Caesars. Yeah. Um, or Harris, I forget. I can't remember where I'm banned from. Okay. Uh, so I think they're owned by Caesars. And so like I go to Bally's and I go to get my cards. Like I'm a rewards whore, you know. Yeah. Like, I earn my points and shit. And she says, "Oh, you can't, you can't sign up for a card. You're on the self exclusion list." I'm like, "What?" She's like, "Go to the, go to the high high stakes pit. Yeah. And go talk to this floor person." I was like, "Okay, cool." Uh, so I go to the high stakes gambling pit which is wild because they're saying they're saying you can't gamble and now we want you to go watch the people who are gambling the most Most money money. just we want you to see just how little you're allowed to do (laughs) so i find the floor and i'm like oh you know i totally forgot about that oh geez i literally i literally didn't remember okay because i would not waste my time get i'm not one of those like if they're i'm good at rules if the rules i can't gamble in the state of new jersey like i will not waste my time on a two and a half hour bus ride to just to be turned that's a long way to go to get turned away yeah i'm not an idiot and, and I certainly wouldn't go give you my fucking ID. Pretty much. If, right? So the guy's like, look, you can't do this, but you have to do it. Uh, you know, you have to go, because it's been long past the year, I just have to go to an office in Atlantic City and sign a piece of paper. That's okay. all I have to do during business hours, Monday through Friday. This was like a Sunday night. So I can't, <laughs> I can't fix it then. So being the proper gambling addict that I am, okay. I, uh, I look up. Because it's like evening time. It's nighttime. I look up uh, buses to Philadelphia from oh Atlantic God. City. 
Because I looked up, I was like, oh, they got casinos in Philly. So you went to Sugar House? Uh, no, because I read bad Yelp reviews. Okay. I sh- as you will find out, yeah. I should have just gone to Sugar House. Yeah. Uh, but I get on the next, I quickly grab the uh, the next bus to Philadelphia. Okay. I get there, I take an Uber to the Harrah's. That's what it is. I, Harrah's is owned by Caesars, I think. Okay. So I take, the, I take uh, an Uber to Harrah's. It's like a half hour Uber. It's not yeah. like close. But I go to Harrah's and I go to the fucking craps table. I put $1,000 down. I say, I want a dollar on 12. Yeah. And, you know, if you verbalize action, it counts as a bet when you throw the cash down. Yeah. So, like, they see the money. So, oh, cool. So, they put, like, a dollar chip on the 12 while they're counting the money and getting my chips prepared. Mm-hmm. And the roll that comes out is 12. I'm already up $30. This is great. Um, and But they haven't handed me any chips yet. So, I'm kind of like... What's going on? They're like, oh, yeah, one second. They're just checking something. I'm like, okay. And they're doing more. And then, like, it does not normally, t- like, mm-hmm. it does not take long. So, at one point, I just start thinking, like, this can't have anything to do with the thing in Jersey. Because the High Limits guy said specifically, yeah. I cannot gamble in the state of New Jersey. That's all he told me. Yeah. So, I think, like, I mean, it can't be that. I'm in Pennsylvania. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I'm waiting. I legitimately waited about 10 to 20 minutes. I think it was closer to 20 because I kept checking my, my phone. And they still want the money is right there on the table, but they haven't given me any chips. They haven't given me the money back. I'm also upset because I did win my 12 my twelve bet. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually they, 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 they the guy, the floor says, give him the, just give him his money back, which is kind of kind because they could have technically like kept it or con- yeah. I think at minimum they could have taken my $1. I gambled oh. illegally. And they just gave it back, gave the cash back and said, um, sir, can you come with us? And I'm thinking, oh, okay. Uh, and I'm thinking this has to, do with the thing that just happened okay yeah. but i know that i'm in i'm good because the guy said i just can't gamble in new jersey yeah. so fine so um this security guy comes over he's like i'm the, the head of security and we're just gonna go have a talk about like, okay and they, they walk me to an elevator and i'm like fuck i saw this movie it does not go well guy gets beat up a lot in it i you ever see casino or 21 it doesn't go well when you go with security into an elevator yeah and uh we end up <laughs> hello so um, we take the elevator downstairs. I start taking my phone out because uh, there's anything I learned from Black Lives Matter. It's like start recording. Shit. Yep. Uh, so I put I always took, hit record. Charge up your phones, everybody. <laughs> you know, I, I took at least one lesson. I, yeah. I don't know if I've learned anything yeah. else. No, but <laughs> 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 I don't know. I'm like something about police brutality, apparently. But most importantly, record things when in private. Yes, sir. No, so I hit record on my on my thing, and then they walked. They said, "Can you please let just leave your phone with this receptionist here?" I was like. I would rather not. And they say, well, we don't want you to record the conversation we're going to have. <laughs> they said it blankly. And I'm like, oh, my God, they've all been telling the truth. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I don't feel comfortable with that. But then also, like, I I also under, I was like, oh, man. It was bullshit. Um, this is what happens because I did eventually give them the phone. Yeah. Oh, geez. I, I caved. And I was like, oh, my God, how did they Jedi mind trick me into this? <laughs> oh, no. So what did they say to you when they got you so back we get, They pull me in the, into this office, and there are two state troopers there. Okay. And, I, and they're like, well, we're looking into Sun real quick, but we may be arresting you for trespassing because you're on the self-exclusion list. So I was like, I'm on the self-exclusion list in New Jersey. And I told them the story about how it happened. Hey, I'm a, I'm yeah. a junkie. I took the bus from New York. Yeah. I get the ballys. The guy said, you can't gamble here. And I forgot, but it's been past the one year point, yeah. all that stuff. Um, and I said, well, like he said, only in New Jersey. Apparently what happened was that I did the thing online and I did it through one of the Harrah's websites, mm-hmm. whatever, whichever 
on whichever Harris property website that I lost money on last yeah. is where I clicked the problem gambler link and filled out the thing. Yeah. What I didn't realize was that that would bar me from New Jersey and all Harris properties worldwide. Jesus. So I should have, if I got in the sugar house, I would have been fine. Fine. Yeah. If I went to Harris. So I'm sitting there like, this is bullshit that like they're thinking about arresting me. Ultimately, they said, well, technically, no one warned you you could be. You know, arrested for trespassing, so we're mm-hmm. gonna let you go on a warning, but you can't. You know, you come back on, you'll get arrested. To anyone. Okay. Um, I then order an Uber back because uh, there's one bus left. Yeah. Back to New Jersey. Otherwise, I'm stuck in Philadelphia with nowhere to go God and a thousand dollars in my pocket that like now feels very unsafe. Nope. And so like I, I get the Uber. That. Yeah. Well, I get in the Uber and the the Uber driver is like smoking weed while he's driving. It me. is Philadelphia. <laughs> dude he ran a couple stop signs at least one red light we're on the interstate one point and he misses the exit he's like ah oh, no worries man i'm just i'm gonna go get i'll get off on the next one you turn i was like okay yeah because he knows also that i have like i have to catch this bus yeah. last bus left we hit a wall of traffic after a little while before the next exit okay so he just he said fuck that turns around and then he like goes into the shoulder and starts Going very fast backwards on the interstate, the the real highway. He's going forty miles an hour in reverse, Somebody and I'm thinking wants to myself, five stars. <laughs> I'm dude. I was thinking like, this is how I die. This is how I deserve to die. I'm a filthy gambler. I'm not worth anything, and I. This is how I deserve to lose my life. This is what I get. <laughs> we, we finally do get on the exit. We get to the bus in time. Yeah. This is a sex and dating podcast, everybody. By the yeah. way, hi. <laughs> <laughs> We do get to the bus with five minutes to spare. He's like, oh, man, got you here in time. I was like, thanks, man. And he's still dragging on the weed. Yeah. And then I ask him, you know, for all that, uh, for all the stress of that, you know, you think I could get a hit? And he said, no. Well, he's honest, if anything. <laughs> but I'm still too A little not- bit of a dickhead, but honest. All that to say, so when I go to AVN, I literally look up on Wikipedia what is Where owned by them. And so I know go. which one's not even going to. Last year, like I went with Aton Levine to go get... They want to go dinner at this one place. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, uh, I'm not allowed in the casino that this restaurant's in. Can we pick a different place? So like I sat there the whole time. Like I didn't even want to pay him with my credit card. I said, Aton, can I Venmo you? Because I don't yeah. I don't want to get arrested in Vegas in front Fuck, of comedians. Yeah. It was with like Aton Levine and Lisa Traeger. I was like, yeah. these are people I don't want to be embarrassed in front Pretty of. Pretty much. Damn. <laughs> um, so, you went to, so you went to AVN. Yes. Uh, that was cool, I, I assume. Uh, this is my first time at the AVNs. Very... Uh, Wow. Um, yeah. What was what was that like? What wh- tell us why you were there? Who you were sh- uh, doing um, content with? I was invited out to the AVNs by Zaddy.com. Uh, they had me on as a on air personality when they came to Exotica, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I did a one day interview with them where I was talking to adult stars and uh, cam girls and people of the industry. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they said I did a good job. They wanted to work with me again. They invited me out to the AVNs. And um, it's my second time, second or third time out in uh, Vegas. Uh, first time. First time AVN. First yeah. time AVN. Uh, so it was an experience, to say the least. Uh, I was new to it. and uh, What's it like walking in the expo the first time for you? Um, Seeing all those titties. Uh, it was (laughs) exactly what it was. It was like seeing all the breasts, all the the stars that you 
that you know from porn and uh you know you know these faces but you've never got to speak with them so you're super excited about it mm-hmm. and also you're like all right you're here and like me personally i just wanted to be as professional as possible and also uh i wanted to be fun yeah. so who was the first uh, person you interviewed Ooh, uh what's the name noir oh fucking uh why can't i remember katie it's not katie noir but uh she was a fairly younger star and she was cool as shit and i just remember just talking to her first and really enjoying uh having a great conversation with her because that was my whole angle like i didn't want to be like the typical interviewers that were mm-hmm. there i wanted to kind of be chill relax also have fun and also get the job done but also don't be like everybody else what does that mean to you to me uh it meant um i'd much rather find out what's your favorite cereal than uh how many scenes you did this year mm-hmm. i'd much rather talk to you about hey what was a big moment uh that got you excited in your career this year? Did you do something? Did you make, were you able to buy a house this year? Uh, uh, Like, what did you do that made you so excited this year? Mm. Whether it's like on screen, off screen, or just in general. Uh, If you could have any award, which award would you want? Uh, Why that award? Uh, Do you like uh, Venmo? But But you're trying to like avoid questions like, um, what's double anal like? Yeah. Stuff like that, and they fucking let me tell you, they appreciate that so much because the amount, because the amount of porn stars I talk to who are so relieved that we're gonna sit down. Because even though I do require more time, like I sit down for forty five minutes to an hour, you know, they they're so relieved that like we're just having a conversation, yeah, and not me just asking. So what do your parents think? Yeah, that Mm, that, that, have you been molested? Like apparently they've been asked that so many times. Who the fuck? thinks that's okay Dude, it was getting me upset because i would see other dudes ask me like so who got you into porn and they're like oh well i got myself into porn early no no no. which uncle touched you like that's right it's like ha ha what the fuck like yeah end of the interview like fuck out of here like it's uh <laughs> i didn't they're want so that for rel- myself yeah they're so relieved to just get to like talk and it's yeah. like, like it's if you want to talk about double anal, that's fine. Just there should be a reason that we're talking about. Yeah, just because like, you don't know what to, you're too nervous and don't know what to say to a porn star. Like, like new, like when I was talking with Noir, like she said that she was up for an award because she did a uh, double penetration, and I was just like, so what makes it? What makes double penetration easier for you? Like, what's like, what's the key to it? If you had to advise somebody on doing double penetration, what? And like, she gave a great answer. She was just like, well, it's better when two when the two dudes are uh, uncircumcised. It's easier for you, and the scene ends quicker. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, okay, it's informative. It's uh, something that you won't always hear, and it's relevant to the thing she's nominated for, not just like she did a scene once, like. Yeah. 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 So like that was my angle with everything. Like I didn't want to be that typical interviewer. And who uh who'd who'd you like the most interviewing? Interviewing wise. Wow. Um <laughs> I, I probably said it multiple times. Misty Stone. She uh very professional, uh very laid back, very chill, um, easy to talk with, uh <laughs> just just a person. Like you know what I mean? Like I I went up to interview her. She was eating um, 
some Cheetos, Flaming Hot Cheetos, and we were just like, I was like, hey, I see you're eating. She's like, yeah, you know, it's real busy. I was like, should I come back? She's like, nah. She's like, if you don't mind me eating Cheetos, we can do it. I was like, this makes it so much better. Yeah. So, like, we're just standing there, we're talking. Like, we had a longer interview than I expected yeah. because, like, we were just sitting there talking and chopping it up about, like, not even the industry, but just life. Yeah, and like that's the kind of thing I wanted to get across. Like when I was doing interviews, yeah, I was gonna ask the the question the producers wanted, but like at a certain point, I was just like, I just want to have a conversation. Yeah, like you you get every mouth breather in front of them, and they're just like, oh, you're so hot. I'm like, all right, bro. Like that's another thing that that kind of freaked me out too. Like because like after interviews, I felt a little bit closer and like, all right, you know, like don't be a dickhead. To these uh ladies that are working here, ladies and gentlemen that are working there, and just like you see people that like that's the one thing I was getting me that made me so upset. Mm. You met I met so many dudes that came there to see these stars and were being very disrespectful at the same time, yeah. and like saying like, "Oh, look at this bitch, look at this hoe." I'm like, dude, you flew from a place that had titties <laughs> to, to come be disrespectful to a pair of of, of breasts like more star. famous yeah titties. <laughs> exactly like what is your problem it's like grow the fuck up yeah but you know not everybody's raised right in my opinion but you know it was the was there anything that surprised you with all that um like i guess noticing because you know outside of facebook posts and tweets and stuff to like see the type of stuff you might read people complain about did anything kind of click with you? We were like, oh man, I didn't even realize how bad it might be. Yeah. Like, because like the way a porn star has to deal with dudes who are creepy or get too close and smell bad mm-hmm. or like are mm-hmm. weird with their hands or say inappropriate things out of nervousness or malice, whatever the reason, the volume at which they deal with that just at the convention yeah. is kind of like what you're st- like, what women just tend to deal with in their DMs every day. Every day. You know what I mean? And like, that's, it's that's almost like, it's mind. almost like a visual representation. Yeah. Of that. And that's what blew my mind. It, it was that on top of, uh, the industry uh, like I noticed the one thing I noticed is that cam girls are the most uh, sought after individuals, especially if you're a uh, a cam girl that has a huge following, mm-hmm. like these big industries want to work with you. And the way they were trying to court these cam girls were but like to me, it kind of didn't seem natural it was like they a lot of dudes were just like that were industry to walking over to the cam girl area and trying to lure the, well, i shouldn't say lure but at like industry like suit type industry or industry like male talent uh both actually okay. they're going over that because like, so the way the the adultainment expo set up is uh my free cams is like the main big sponsor mm-hmm. so they have these long booths kind of all over the place mm-hmm. and so each booth will be like a rotation of of cam girls and so You'll, there'll be like, you know, a couple dozen at a various long booths. And this is all over the convention hall. Yep. Just to give people like a visual idea. It's like they're kind of all over the place. Uh, they had my cam girls and then there was a uh, pay for pay for review. What was the name? I mean, well, the thing is, there's a whole bunch of other companies out there and they yeah. have booths and they'll have girls there. Uh-huh. But my free cams being the presenting sponsor of ABN, yeah. they like have that's why they have so many different that's why they had so much real estate at the okay. expo okay um but yeah like uh just seeing how people were going after the cam girls were, were was kind of wild especially the dudes that were trying to make a name for themselves and not really position themselves in like a right in, well in my opinion the proper way mm-hmm. but you know it's not my business but i just didn't like it hands yeah. on yeah 
This is well, me. I mean, you know, it may not be your business because it's not like affecting you yeah. directly, but it doesn't mean, you know, one doesn't, you know, speak out. I mean, yes, yeah. that's, that's, I think, something that we're trying to learn in today's day and age. Yeah, it's yeah. Like whatever, you know, whatever you're, like, speaking up when you think something's fucked up. Yeah, uh, like, like just being that's, that was the whole thing, too. Like, I would see stuff like that and I would say something, like, to the, to the, the ladies, if anything, like, hey, are you, like, is this dude bothering you or like, and even then I was like, am I being too macho? Like, it's a business that yeah. I fully don't understand, but I do want to uh, help if something's going on, but mm-hmm. you know. Well, I, I think the, the, so the catalyst for me to even ask you again to come on the show without yeah. one of your exes heckling you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was, you, <laughs> was you posted uh, on Facebook the other day how like. You know, and you've been posting like this pretty much since you got back from Vegas. Yeah. Like you, you seem changed. Yeah, you're like I'm a changed man. I'm paying for porn. Yeah, now. definitely paying for porn so, now. Um, <laughs> so you learned that lesson. Yeah, and w- kind of what made you see the light? Uh, so many different things. Uh, we were also shot a documentary, and we we talked to so I talked to so many people, and just the work that goes into being a cam girl or just to be independent, and then. To know that a lot of porn that a lot of people watch, uh, that there's multiple videos, whether you watch on Pornhub or X Video, not all those videos are owned by the stars that made them. Right. So people are profiting off of something that they didn't do. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of stars that have to watermark and edit and do all this stuff. And they do the editing themselves. Like yes. Like you know, we know comics will do do like a little podcast and Mm -hmm. they'll hire someone to. Do we, you know, you know, edit each episode? Like porn girls aren't doing that. They're no. teaching themselves how to do everything. Premiere. You can't trust. Well, apparently, you can't trust anybody because, like, apparently, like, if you go to an editor, you have to worry whether he's going to take your material and post it himself mm-hmm. or their self or whoever did it for you. Yeah. And you have to. Ugh, it's just a. It's a wild business. Had it, you ever paid for porn before no. going to AVN? No, no, not at all. And what was the first place you went to dump some money? Uh, OnlyFans. OnlyFans? Not going to lie. That is the, like, <laughs> you know, like, ugh. I kept hearing about OnlyFans, but I actually didn't know anyone who used it. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like, I mean, well, I don't mind blowing up his spot because he said, he said it on stage. So, I'm yeah. like, like, so like, Shakir Stanley was yeah. all like, man, I got, like, an OnlyFans issue. Shaq. <laughs> like, I love Shaq. Shaq. Man, uh, Shaq, we talk, <laughs> me and Shaq talk about that shit. Shaq might be another driving force that actually got me into, uh, like only fans and some. like paying for porn because you don't know how much of a issue it is and well I didn't know until I went and I saw it firsthand mm-hmm. and I think that everyone should go to the AVNs or just uh conventions like this because not only is it's good for you uh it's also good for relationships and there's it's not just going to go oogle somebody it's also you learn uh technology you learn uh, about sex toys and novelty and things that are out there that are being consumed at a large number. Yeah, I think it'd be fun um, if if you're down for when after we wrap up, are you down to do like a little bonus episode about like what you learned that you didn't know you yeah. didn't know? Like yeah, I'm down unknown. for that. Yeah, yeah. Also, your known unknowns from at the time. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do that for a bonus episode for the Patreon people. Okay. I think the business behind it is what got me. It was just uh, now that I know how the machine runs, it definitely changed me. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely changed me, and I, I wish more people would go and experience that because I think it's a billion dollar industry that uh, most of us don't even talk about. And it's a billion dollar industry, and billion is like with them struggling. Like it yeah. should be multi billion dollar industry. Yeah, I have, uh, I have an, an industry friend who she told me 
that if everyone who watches porn, which is basically all adults, but if yeah. everyone who watches porn somewhat regularly put $100 a year, that's less than $10 a month. It just wherever you put it, whether it's one time you did $100 for a custom or mm-hmm. you bought a few OnlyFans mm-hmm. things for three months or whatever. If, you put a, if everyone put $100 a year into the industry as a whole, yeah. porn would get to be thriving again. They can maybe get you know craft services again. Yeah. Um, and like it, these big industries that are fearful of mm. things like only uh, only fans and things like that so but whatever it is even if you want whether it's an only fan subscription that goes just to the girl or on a camming site where they're yeah. getting some of the cut or maybe if you're just you're you are spending 20 dollars a month on a brazzers subscription or something um or way more wisely guys you go to hotmovies.com buy a bunch of minutes over there use promo code man or hi um, <laughs> um <laughs> plug it plug it whatever it is it's um you just got to put it somewhere so whether it goes directly to girls or to the studios it's not bad yeah. to spend money on the studio stuff the studios are the ones who are going to give you these big lofty features with you know, lots going on yeah. there, and that that's fine too. They're employing a lot of directors. Uh, it's just you, you yes, got to put. It, it's I think the whole hashtag thing has stopped being like hashtag pay for your porn, but it's more like hashtag pay for some of your porn a little yeah. bit. Like give us something <laughs> type of thing. And 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 I never realized until I started interviewing the porn girls that um, the the crossover between or the parallels between comedy yes. and porn yes fascinating. It's so many different parallels between stand-up comedy and uh, uh, the AVNs. Um, I'm realizing the AVNs in Las Vegas is just uh, porns uh, just for laughs. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's the same thing, but it's just a different field. Yeah. But so, they have to they they make their own content now. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a big star, you still have to make your own content. Mm-hmm. You have to do social media. You have to diversify your income streams. Like it's very rare that any one comic makes their living from the actual stand up. Nope. You make some from stand up, but you can make some from writing. You make some from acting in a thing. You make some podcasting, from podcasting, whatever it is. Um, you had to learn how to diversify stuff on your own. Um, editing your own stuff. Like uh, learn how to create on your own. All this stuff. There's so many different. It's the, about the concept being of people expecting your shit for free. Yeah, when you should get paid for it. Yeah, comedians, we know that struggle. Hi, people listening to this podcast. I have a Patreon that like you should give two dollars to at some point in your life. Uh, Pretty much. It, 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 it's really interesting. Just those those parallels. How, oh, and also by the way, the quick turnover rate. Yeah, and it, it you know? intersect. Like people get tired of like the old uh, videos that they see all the time. They want yeah. new content on a daily mm-hmm. basis whether you're a comic whether you're a musician whether you're you're an adult star it all has so many intersecting yeah. lines that people need to honestly look at and talk about discuss it because yeah. i don't think a lot of people discuss that part well we're like we're scary to talk about porn like they're people because then they're people and then that makes like watching porn weird yeah. uh also turnover rate just in terms of like the career length like yeah think of it's all the comics careers, that man. come in and then yep. quit and then all there's a lot of porn stars who come in and then they quit, quit. Um, <laughs> so, so who's the first, uh, OnlyFans you got on? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say her name right. Uh, X-A-Y-A, Zaya or Zaya? Zaya sounds right. Love, Zaya Lovely. All right. And how'd you find her? Uh, so we're at the, uh, at the AVNs. AVNs? All right. So you just, she's you took gorgeous. someone's car and you was like, ta- I'm in. She's taller than what, uh, uh, I expected, but yeah. So I was just like, shit. All right. 
And nah. has uh, and did you do any? Have you done anything besides OnlyFans for paid nah. content? No, nah. <clears throat> like you haven't like, tried like webcams or anything n- like that. Haven't gotten into that yet. No, um, but when it like I was, I've been having a hard time even like actually watching porn. Like after going to AVNs, man. yeah, how's, yeah, why, man. Why? Uh, just just hasn't. I don't know. Like after I went, it just doesn't. Uh, after interviewing them, you're like, yeah, but I know her dad died two yeah. months ago, so that makes it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you talking about my that's my Venmo homie now. We we had he's just like <laughs> she just paid her friend for pizza the other day, man. I'm not not beat for this. What's up? So it's like it changed a lot for me. So I'm just like now uh I don't think I'm I'm giving up porn forever, but just like right now, maybe it's just gonna be like a month, maybe two months, but it's just like it's just not calling me as it once did. Can I make a recommendation? I don't know Go if you've tried it. this before, but have you ever tried like reading erotica no I oh have his not. head popped up then <laughs> <laughs> he's like literotica.com big fan <laughs> um there's no. something to that and there's a required patience with it yeah uh it's part of the reason i i, I, I fell out with it okay um after like high school because i used to be really into it because okay. i went to a boarding school where you had to like you didn't have internet in the root in the dorms we didn't have smartphones yeah. And you could get in big trouble for having porn. But like mm-hmm. my loophole that I viewed was I would print at home. I would print those stories, not read them. I keep them in a folder and then I'd hide them under my bed at school because like they're nondescript. Like no one's going to like, college or high school. This is high, I went to a boring school. Yeah. Okay. School. Okay. So like if someone saw them that if they're not, they don't read it, they don't, they don't think anything of it because there's no pictures on it. Okay. Um, but there is something to it where like you really sit and you take in a story and you learn their motive. Like, why are we fucking this pizza delivery guy? Oh, okay. she had a hard day okay. at work because of her breakup and now she's all horned up and okay, now I can get it. Now this. we got it. All and, right. uh, and it also requires you to kind of like not just uh, beat it and go. Like, if, you know, you get to like... Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just like, uh, it's just been... Maybe... I'm just not as intrigued as I once was, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I'm gonna definitely try something different. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And also, breaks are always good too, dude. Gotta <laughs> take a break. Yeah. <laughs> was there anyone who was a horror show to talk or work with? Oh, a lot of people who don't know how to interview. Like I'm so okay. So who's the worst interview? Uh damn, I can't remember the name. I just wanted to get the interview over with. Um, it was a chick from Houston, N- okay. newcomer. Sure. From who? From Houston. Uh, I was just trying to just like sweet as a button, but just sucked at interviewing and I get it. Like you want to be able to promote yourself and you don't want to, here's the question that I wish more, uh, stars would just answer honestly. Uh, who do you want to work with? Mm-hmm. Don't just say everybody. Cause right. Like, cause that's just, you're going to find that the more seasoned folks, well, here's the thing. If she's a newcomer, she legitimately probably does want to work with everybody. True. You talk to Caden Cross yeah. or Angela White, who's probably worked with almost everybody. Yeah. You know, you talk to Jessica Drake, she'll be like, actually, I just worked. I think I did ask her that. And then she yeah. said, like, I just did work with the person I want to, Venus Lux. I finally yeah. got to do this, my first trans scene, and I got to be with Venus Lux, and that's who I want. Like, having a specific is nice, but for those new girls, they're just like, I just want to work. Like, somebody yeah, please, somebody, what, please pay me to fuck on camera. Please, exactly. You know? And that's what I was I was bumping into, and I think that was frustrating me a lot, uh, that it was just like, I just want to work with everybody. I'm just like, come on, man. So I guess that's what, something I learned, uh, and if I go back or when I go back, um, I'm just going to focus more on my questions uh, mm. to be more uh, thought-provoking and fun. 
That's, sure. that's the key. Well, yeah, I, and, and it's good to have the fun ones because, like, if you 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 talk to some of them, you will realize some of them are not thought provoking. Nope. Uh, and that's okay. Not, not at all. Everyone has to be. And nope. That's totally fun. And that's when you go like, cool. I got my fun questions ready. I got my what's your favorite cereal? Yeah. Because uh, I think she can handle that. Oh, dude! Yeah, like man. it was so many like ladies I talked to that uh, just had great viewpoints that I wish I could have sat down longer and mm-hmm. interviewed. But you know. Next year, Had dude. To be quick, yo, Come dude. Come on back next year. I'm coming, look, dude. If they have me back, I'll definitely go back out. It was a good time. Uh, I now I know uh, how to play it, so I'll, I'm I'm on board. That's dope. Yeah. Well, uh, Gordon, thanks for chatting with us and Patreon no people. Tomorrow you're gonna hear uh, the bonus episode. We're gonna uh, learn some more about like what really surprised him and what he's learned about the porn industry that he you know gordon didn't even know about yep. um and for now gordon where can people well, also why don't you tell them what zaddies is uh zaddy.com uh z a d d y z a d d double d triple e oh zaddy okay. i'm glad i asked i was gonna put z a double d triple e dot com uh, there are a... It's Z-A and then my two favorite breast sizes in order. Yes. There you go. <laughs> it's the easiest way to remember it. Definitely check them out. Uh, I have my own uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook uh, and Twitter. At Baker Bone on Instagram and Facebook and also on Venmo. Uh, cash app <laughs> at Gordon Baker Bone. I learned that from them. Like All of, all yeah. of these at the AVNs was like, yo, always drop your cash app. And I'm like, you know what? I will. Um... <laughs> You know what? I did that. I did that when uh, someone broke into my car in San Francisco, yeah. and I woke up the next morning. I had almost six hundred dollars from people to help, See? like replace the window and the Zoom and stuff. Hey, so, man! You know you can't get what you don't ask for. Pretty much. And um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, is there? You on Twitter? Do you do the? Twitter? Oh, at Baker Bone on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Okay. So yeah, definitely check it out, y'all. Okay, guys, go check him out. Go follow him over there. And uh, Patreon folks, we'll hear you tomorrow. Or we'll talk to you tomorrow. And uh, yep. but Gordon, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Hey, everybody! This was dope. To be talking with y'all. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to y'all soon. Again, go check out uh, Gordon Baker Bones' stand-up comedy album on Spotify. It's called Nobody, Just Me, or just go ahead and search his name, Gordon Baker Bone. Follow him on the socials, too, while you're at it. Uh, By the way, everybody, please check your spam folders. Uh, check your spam folder, check your social folder, your promotion folder, all right? Because I've been sending you some emails, and I, I think it's been going over there, and you haven't been seeing them. Go there, open them, drag them into your primary, mark them as not spam, okay? You would hate to miss a huge, massive man whore podcast uh, piece of news or update. You don't want to miss a time-sensitive appearance where I'm coming to your, your city doing stand-up last minute, but you didn't get the email, because uh, because it went to your spam. Or even worse, you're not even signed up for the mailing list, which you can do over at manwhorepod.com. So friendly reminder, everybody, I'm on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. If there's a Democratic debate, you know I'm live tweeting it. Uh, Instagram, I'm at BillyIsPresida. And on Facebook, you can go to the Manwhore Podcast fan page. We've got the intern Sophia dropping all sorts of fun sex-positive memes over there. And if you want to send me an email with your comments, your questions, your complaints, your nudes, whatever, you can send that on over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Seriously, do you have it in your, your calendar? 
If you're not a patron already, that's okay. What I want you to do is put a reminder for April 16th, 2020. I want you to, to remind yourself to become a member of my fan whore community on Patreon, if not just for one day. So we're having a celebration. We're doing a big old thing. We want 600 patrons for six years of podcasting on April 16th, 6 6 Kind of a six, it's 16, but there's a six in there, okay? 600 for six on 16, let's do it, Uh, let's make it happen, and hey, if you can afford to, if that's what you want to do right now, if you can't wait to enjoy all the great benefits of membership, join up today over at patreon.com slash podcast. that's patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash podcast. Gordon Baker Bones got a bonus episode coming out tomorrow for all of my $5 and up members. You know, there's a lot of perks over there. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Next week, we've got April Lampert. She's the co-host of the Shameless Sex Podcast. That was a fun doozy of a conversation. I'll tell you more about it next week. Register to vote, everybody. What are you doing? Stay slutty. Stay slutty.